0: If you have an idea about the rates you should be charging and they've worked in the past and they're not working now, how long are you gonna hold out to see if they still work? Because, you know, this is an investment and a lot of people have bills to pay and they would hate the idea they could make less money. But if you could be on top of a market trend and understand, you know, you just can't charge as much to be competitive right now, that might give you the sort of push you need to update some of your settings so that you can recover and maximize your revenue for whatever the market conditions are.
1: Welcome to the Short-Term Rental Solutions Show. I'm your host, Christiane Crump. As a short-term rental host myself, I've decided to roll up my sleeves, make the calls, get educated, and take you with me. You and I are learning together as I have conversations with the innovators that are designing the solutions that are shaping our industry. I'm going to make sure you stay in the know, and we'll uncover the tools and strategies that will help you overcome obstacles, maximize revenue, and optimize your short-term rental business. So buckle up, and let's jump in. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Short-Term Rental Solutions. Today, we're going to be talking about pricing. And we have Wheelhouse with us to educate us a little bit about Wheelhouse and pricing. So Oliver Haney is here from Wheelhouse. Welcome, Oliver. We're glad to have you on the show with us today.
0: Thank you, Christiane. It's great to be here.
1: Yeah. So kind of to kick us off, just introduce yourself to our audience, kind of let everybody know how you found yourself in the short-term rental industry and then eventually at
0: Wheelhouse. Absolutely. Delighted to share. I call myself a short-term rental industry diehard or pro in a more professional setting. But basically, I've fallen in love with the industry. But I got here in kind of an unusual way. I had a very diverse career. I can peek in my LinkedIn to see some of the jobs I popped around to. But essentially, at some point, I was working in odds and ends jobs. And I heard about this opportunity to start cleaning Airbnbs, as they call them. Of course, I'd learned to call them short-term rentals or vacation rentals. Of course. But I started working on my hands and knees, hustling around for four to six hours at a time, uh, based here in Minneapolis. So I worked for MiniStay Day, vacation rentals, really the only property management company in Minneapolis. And they had grown a lot. This was back in 2019, and the market was just starting to become sort of a boom market, yeah, at least in terms of the most recent sort of tech iteration of the short-term rental industry. And I got promoted pretty quickly. I started to run the housekeeping department. There's a lot of scaling externally and internally that needed to happen as you grow your portfolio. So I took the opportunity there, but pretty soon was developed into more of a sales role. So I moved over to what was the director of owner relations and I managed all of the business development, reaching out to new owners, bringing their properties into the program. Owner onboarding, working in conjunction with the property operations team, and even the account management. So if you think about it, the first time an owner meets somebody from Minnie's Day, it's me. And then anytime, once they're an official partner, they're reaching out to Minnie's Day, it was me. So I really controlled the whole pipeline and learned a ton about the business that way.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So basically from there, I had been there for three years. COVID had come and gone. Our portfolio had shrunk. And then there was the real estate boom. And so we had brand new inventory coming in. And at some point I just got a little tired, but loved my job, loved people and wanted to figure out how to stick around. So I spent some time trying to shift into the tech side and it took me about seven months. I had a couple of job offers that just didn't quite work out. But at some point I felt inspired to really apply myself on LinkedIn. And in about two months, I added 2,000 people in the industry. I joined groups, I searched. And I sent personalized messages to everybody and I got 15 job interviews um, and it was when the job market was really hot. And so I had the privilege of choosing and I chose Wheelhouse, which is a revenue management software and dynamic price. Class.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And the time you had there working with that property management company, exposure to all the different aspects of operations. I mean, really from the ground floor up, housekeeping all the way through. So yes. I can see how that really did set you up for the perspective that you would need and can bring to Wheelhouse then in, in your role there with them. That's great. That's great. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. And just to say, it's not my job to help property managers. And I, having been one, that's a very helpful sort of empathy and understanding to have. But I don't want to pigeonhole myself just as sales at Wheelhouse because I really am passionate about the industry. I go to a lot of conferences. I have a lot of sort of friendships and a really robust network. I'm up almost up to 5000 industry connections on LinkedIn now. Wow. Um so I hope to develop myself more as just somebody who's trusted in the industry holistically.
1: Yeah, that's great. Well, and for our listeners here, if anybody you know hasn't really jumped into LinkedIn and started connecting, there is literally so many people in our industry I recently, I would say within the last couple of months, have started putting more attention and energy into LinkedIn. And it's amazing the connections that you can make and the conversations that that are going on there. So I guess that's kind of a little uh, side tip there is don't underestimate the value of LinkedIn if you're a short-term rental professional, for sure. There's a ton going on over there. So
0: very well said. And I would just add, especially if you're a new short-term rental professional or just not networked. I can't tell you how many people I hear who say, I can't believe how long I waited until I tapped the short-term networks. There's sometimes local advocacy organizations or other property managers or hosts, not to mention the fact that you can learn from and connect with people globally who go through similar experiences and they're just a few clicks away.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned globally because that's really something that stood out to me is I've been able to make connections Really, with people in Europe and all all these other places, and it really does. Because when I attend conferences, unless you make an effort to actually go to an international conference, you may or may not cross paths with those people. So, for sure. Okay, so here we are talking about Wheelhouse today. Obviously, Wheelhouse. Well, one of the things that stood out to me. Let's talk about this, and you can kind of maybe weave it into this other question as well. The last time I actually saw Wheelhouse at a conference, which was in London at the Short Stay Summit in the spring of, in April of 2023, the big banner behind you guys had like dynamic pricing and that was crossed out. And then it said revenue management. And it was obvious right away that you guys were trying to educate people about the differences between revenue management and dynamic pricing. And obviously there's a conversation to be had there about how you guys see it's really more than just Dynamic pricing. So, what's going on with that? Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Absolutely. If you've been managing properties for a while, you'll probably have heard of dynamic pricing, which is just a way to automate the rates you charge people and update them really regularly. And what we've noticed is there's obviously a few software options to choose from. And a lot of people focus on pricing as the only aspect of revenue management. Oftentimes, you're handing a lot of responsibility over to a software. You're saying, please take your algorithm and set my rates for me. And we all know that property managers and hosts can be pretty overwhelmed and busy and sometimes lose track of your rate so it feels easier to hand it over to an algorithm. But that is just one core piece of revenue management, which means what are all the levers that I can pull to drive either occupancy or revenue, which we can shorten to ADR, the average daily rate. Right. right. There are more levers than just how much you charge. And so, what Wheelhouse tried to do is first provide a broad suite of tools so that as people learn more, they can use more tools, both research tools, automations, and things like that, in order to pull more of those levers. And then, second, actually be a software company that, while we are a business, are very interested in education. We also know that busy property managers and hosts can buy a nice software, but if they're too busy to really learn and use it, it won't change their business as much as, Mm -hmm. and one of the big sort of bottlenecks there is actually just dead.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you're speaking straight to me because I definitely feel, and maybe other listeners can relate, I I know enough kind of to be dangerous as far as pricing and trying to optimize all of that, but I know enough to also know there's a ton that I don't know. And so I really do think there's a hunger for that knowledge. And so that's great that you guys are stepping up to bring that piece. And it's easy. I mean, you can be an alphabet soup before you even know it when it's like yes. ADR, RevPAR, all these different acronyms. And it's like, okay, just take a minute, take it a stepwise at a time, a bit at a time and a piece by piece to really begin to understand what all these different moving parts are and levers, as you said. So take us, let us, give us an idea of really what's in Wheelhouse as we're considering some of the other solutions. What are some of the things? And I will make a note here. I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, Oliver and I were going to talk about Wheelhouse and educate everybody. But as we kind of wrap up the audio podcast portion of today's show, he and I are going to keep talking And I'm actually going to turn the screen over to him and he's going to take me into Wheelhouse and kind of give us a quick run through of what it actually looks like in the platform. Give us kind of a peek under the hood. I love it when our guests are willing to do that. And so we will have that bonus content that we will have on YouTube and kind of the other places over there on STR Hub, a few different places where you'll be able to catch that up. But kind of verbally, basically, tell us what it is about Wheelhouse and what Wheelhouse can offer. That can really help us move the needle as far as our pricing and our revenue management, especially as we're looking at other options that are out there and trying to decide what's potentially the best for our business.
0: Perfect. Happy to. So, first of all, with those levers, oftentimes it comes down to settings. So, if it's not price, it might be length of stay and different things. And one thing that Wheelhouse does is it does recommend prices for each of your listings based on the unique attributes of those listings. So. One might be exactly where it is located. Longitude and latitude of, is it closer to downtown or a beach or farther, further towards the ski hill? And how does that impact our recommendation? So when you're choosing Wheelhouse, most people will recognize that we have a highly sensitive and accurate algorithm. If you imagine that you tasked a handful of teams, all with building the most accurate algorithm to set a daily price, and accurate meaning what is the highest rate that I can book from my property without not it Right. Not every team is going to create one of equal power, value, accuracy. And because we have a background in PhD data science, I say, leave the hard stuff to us. You have an algorithm setting your rates that is highly accurate. So that's sort of the foundation, the pricing engine. And from there, we're going to look at a robust suite of settings. Like, what is your length of stay policy? Is it a three-night minimum or a one or a five? Well, if it's a three, do you want to have a longer one farther in the future where less people are booking? So why not just try to get that great family who's looking for a longer stay? You still have plenty of time to go to the three. Oh, but you didn't quite sell this weekend. Why don't you drop it down to two or one now that it's getting closer? And you can automate things like that across wheelhouse for each listing. The other piece is we're actually most friendly for scale, or at least we build ourselves to be satisfying to the most advanced revenue managers. So anybody who uses Wheelhouse has access to the tools, the settings that the industry's best revenue managers need to do their jobs. There's a comp set tool where you can look at how your neighbors are pricing, or a market intelligence tool where you can see overall on your market, what are the trends? say if an owner or maybe if you're the owner are just unhappy with the performance but actually you're performing above the market right now having the data to contextualize that for them can be very helpful for retaining people in your portfolio or just understanding how to weather a storm if a market's down so those would be the big pieces there's also a lot of internal portfolio performance so you can understand how your property is looking and see how that's changing so you can respond.
1: Yeah. Well, and the part that you mentioned about kind of a little bit of market analytics baked in. Yeah. That's really helpful because I mean, you see people who are in on social media and Facebook groups or just kind of the chatter talking about, oh, it's my bookings are down or my bookings are up or whatever, and so that that really is just noise, and really. What you where you need to be going is a tool where you can actually see what's happening in your specific market. What somebody is talking about happening where their property is, truthfully, is pretty irrelevant to you. You really need to be looking at what's going on where your property is, so and kind of reading the dynamics on a micro level. I mean, the macro definitely does impact as well, but you know, you yes. need to have some way to tap into the micro market dynamics for where you're actually operating.
0: Exactly. And I think what comes along with like this idea of moving from kind of intuitive ideas or just opinions to data and sort of the certainty that can come with data is if you have an idea about the rates you should be charging and they worked in the past and they're not working now, how long are you going to hold out to see if they still work? Because this is an investment, and a lot of people have bills to pay, and they would hate the idea they could make less money. but if you could be on top of a market trend and understand and you just can't charge as much to be competitive right now, that might give you the sort of push you need to update some of your settings so that you can recover and maximize your revenue for whatever the market conditions are.
1: yeah, and I think that getting educated on in my the things that I've been learning. I mean, learning about how pacing, like Mm. being able to read a pacing chart or graph and knowing how that pacing could inform your pricing decisions, all of those different types of things. There really is a whole network of information that you can bring in that will help you be able to make that decision based on, as you said, data. And that's really, I think, the secret behind or separates professional operators from kind of just the casual operators as those professional operators are typically going to be using those, the data backed, data driven decision making processes. So in an effort to kind of play at that level, you need to step forward with really that level of operational professionalism, I guess, is the simplest way to say
0: it. Yeah. And I think I could imagine sort of newer hosts or some property managers who might feel like this sounds like a lot. And I guess my only sort of comment would be figuring out why are you in the business here? And if your goal is revenue and maximizing revenue, or if that's your responsibility to say the owners who put their trust in you, it takes time to learn the most efficient way to stay on top of things. But I really do think it is one of the utmost responsibilities of any host or property manager to maximize the revenue and do that ongoing. Some people have different interests. Some people are super about protecting their asset. Hey, if I get an amazing booking at a really high rate, I'll actually move out of my house for a few days and just take it. There are those cases as well, but most of the rentals on the market really are about maximizing revenue. So that's where a software like Wheelhouse comes in is, how are you going to make good on the potential your property has?
1: Right. So the whole spectrum of operators, the small operators, one or two in their portfolio all the way up to the large-scale enterprise-level property management software or property management companies. Where does Wheelhouse best fit along that spectrum? Is there a sweet spot? Is there a place that, you know, Wheelhouse can best serve or is it the whole spectrum? Help us know for listeners who are, so we can kind of help them understand whether Wheelhouse might be a good fit specifically for them.
0: Absolutely, Christian. I'll do this in three segments. The first is wheelhouse is built for enterprise, as we say, or larger portfolios. We define that as a starting point of about 50 to 100 listings. Uh, there are an astonishing amount of those kinds of companies out there. And again, we're trying to build tools that when you are at scale, it becomes all about efficiency mm-hmm. and that's what our platform does. However. Uh, we have a significant number of uh, hosts and property managers within the 10-50 to range, as well as small independent hosts with, say, 1 to 10 properties. The smaller the portfolio, usually what I say is, like if technology is really difficult for you, you're going to have to weigh your dynamic pricing software slash revenue management software in terms um. of ease of use. Some options out there might be a little easier for some people. They're often more limiting, maybe they charge more, maybe they're less accurate. So there's kind of some trade-offs, but I think anybody who feels willing and interested to learn will really enjoy wheelhouse. And if you do want best in class, you know, the best tools, most accurate algorithm, and I haven't mentioned our 24 hour live chat with a 60 second response time yet, um, Mm -hmm. you'll probably want to take a look at wheelhouse and strongly consider it.
1: Okay. So out of curiosity, where is Wheelhouse pulling its data from?
0: Great question. When you get into the sort of short-term rental data landscape, the term scrape data comes up a lot. And for anybody Hedge that you, Yeah, it's say If
1: people don't know what scrape data is, tell them what that actually means.
0: Yeah. But so scrape data is data you can pull off the internet without buying it from a particular source. There are ways of looking at a website, for instance. If you go to your neighbor's Airbnb and you saw that all of a sudden next weekend is booked, well, you technically just screened data. You saw that presumably a booking occurred on their listing and now you have information about them and you didn't have to ask them. You didn't have to pay them or go to Airbnb, try to get that information. So scraped data just means what is the most comprehensive way an algorithm can daily analyze websites called OTAs or online travel agents like Airbnb or Verbo and see how their bookings have changed in order to make assumptions about whether a market is being booked right now or not, the prices that they're getting booked at. And so what Wheelhouse does is get a census scraped data. And there's two pieces that are really important to mention with that. The first is, okay, if you're wondering who else would use scrape data, any of our competitors, Key Data Dashboard, which is like a proprietary data provider. You can look them up, but they kind of show you how other property managers are doing in your market. Air DNA, most people have heard of that one. Everyone is scraping data, okay? So if you have a data tool, there's scrape data in it. The first thing that each company has to do is they have to distinguish between a booking and a block. Did you close your property because the shower broke and you're maintaining it? Or is this an owner's staying? So there's no revenue being generated right now, or is this a booking? And we have an especially accurate booked locked model, which means this great data, despite the fact that it's not primary, it's not coming like from the property manager, it's really clean and accurate. The second piece how you, clean it up with actual data, so. We have several data partnerships and then all of our users, we see all their reservations. So we can compare what did we scrape? What do we assume about them versus what's true? And it constantly lets us improve how we analyze data. So we've got Airbnb, Verbo, and Booking.com, as well as a bunch of other sort of proprietary or more direct source partnerships. So it's a whole
1: bunch of data streams coming together and feeding into that algorithm and that software.
0: Exactly. You want as most comprehensive a picture as possible. And a lot of times when we talk about dynamic pricing, the way I introduce it is, everybody knows that the price of a hotel or an airline ticket changes. Well, the same is true for a room at a short-term rental. However, at an airplane seat or a hotel room, they're much more similar. Airbnb's short-term rentals are all unique. Does it have parking, patio, cool, pet fee, Wi-Fi? All of those change the value. And the data is a lot less transparent. So hotels have all figured out how to share data so they can kind of go right to the source and set their rates. But the short-term rental industry, there's a lot less transparency. So there's a lot more scraping.
1: Yeah, cool. Well, I was not aware of all that. So thanks for educating me and everybody listening. That's great. So, all right, a little bit of education here. If someone is just kind of wanting to, they're doing the basics now and they're wanting to go a notch or two up as far as more, a little bit more advanced revenue management instead of just dynamic pricing. We're going to, we're going to take the leap that wheelhouse is kind of pushing us towards to transition from just worrying about pricing to more of a revenue management model. And it's crazy. There are large property management companies that have people that are specifically hired. Their whole job is just to do revenue management. That's how much like energy and attention that you could put into it. This could be something that you really just spend a ton of time on. So, for people who aren't really at that place yet and maybe just wanting to go just a step or two further down that pathway of professionalizing their pricing and revenue management, what would you say are those? things that they should do or begin to
0: look at. Great question, Christiane. I've thought quite a bit about this. And if you're just looking to get a start and go a little deeper, the two places I would go are paying more thoughtful attention to your actual price, your rates, and your length of stay. So let's just talk about it in terms of like the first few steps from like novice to educated novice even. Is your pricing flat across the year? That's something that surprisingly a lot of people do. And what that overlooks is that your people will pay a different amount for your rental, depending on the season or day of week. So seasonality and day of week pricing are the two sort of steps up. If you don't want to do dynamic pricing, dive into a software, how much is your weekend versus your weekday? Because more people will book in weekends almost anywhere. Right. Same, like I live in Minnesota, pretty cold here. And I could charge $300 a night in the summer, but there's almost nobody booking here in January. So if I'd better charge $300 a night, if you picture somebody going to go on to Verbo and look at my place, I'm going to be maybe $150 above my neighbor. So do you think I'm going to get booked? That's the first step. It's just thinking about seasonality and day of week. The second with length of stay would be what is the minimum number of nights somebody can stay at your property? And you could ask, what is the most common in my market? I don't actually know. Some beach markets have a Saturday to Saturday. That's just kind of taken care of. You check in on a Saturday, you check out on the next, simple. But one of the cardinal sins that I do see is one night bookings always. And people, I get it. They'll say, occupancy. It's all about occupancy. And if I have one-night bookings, I'll just get a ton of them. A couple issues. One, that means you're turning over the property every day. You're paying for housekeeping or whatever. So your overhead is a factor. And two is one night is the least prohibitive. So you can get parties in the last minute. Or you could sell a one-night booking over the 4th of July weekend next year when, if you had just held it for five nights, you would have gotten a five-night booking at an incredible rate. But now that the middle of that period of time has a one-night booking, people might not even book it. So considering length of stay based on timing, farther in the future, you can hold it higher. Near term, maybe drop it so you incentivize more people to book. And just one last reminder with that, if you have a five-night minimum, nobody who's looking for a four-night booking will even see your listing. So those are the two on the sort of the revenue management proper side. And then just quickly, I'll say that people talk about distribution and merchandising, which means where are you putting your listing Uh, distribution? Is it on all the OTAs? Is it on booking.com? Is it on Wednesday, a last-minute booking engine? And then merchandising, which is, do you have great photos? What's your listing description? All the factors that go into when somebody sees the thumbnail pick, are they enticed to even look? Because about 75% of bookings happen on the top 15 listings when somebody searches. That number probably wobbles per market. But to think if you're number 25 and you could do a few things to get into the top 15, think about how that could change your right?
1: Yeah, that would make a huge difference. And there's I mean, that's a whole nother show that there's actual solutions that are built out there to help people find out how they're ranking yes. in like Airbnb and stuff. So yeah, that's as I said, that's a whole nother conversation For that sure. we can have. For so sure. let me recap here what I what we learned today about wheelhouse. So wheelhouse really has a number of different levers, was the term that Oliver used that you can use and settings that you can use to help optimize and really create this revenue management strategy. And it can help people, whether you're a small operator all the way up up to the enterprise level property management companies. They really have also made an effort to provide education for wheelhouse users as well, who may or may still feel like they have a a ways to go in learning the ins and outs of revenue management and really feeling comfortable and fluid in revenue management. So anything I missed there?
0: No, no. And I would say we have support no matter what your portfolio size is, whether it's our weekly onboarding webinars and our live chat or our sales and onboarding team for larger portfolios. One of the reasons people choose WeHost is usually they feel like they have most access to live people and educated people who can help them integrate the tool.
1: Yeah. Well, customer service is a really big deal. So thank you, Oliver. I really appreciate. And I think everyone listening appreciates the education that you gave us today about Wheelhouse so that as we're looking at potential choices for our pricing and revenue management, we'll understand a little bit more about what Wheelhouse could potentially do. So, and thankfully we are grateful for Oliver because he has a special offer for the listeners who have joined us. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about that?
0: Absolutely, Christian. So you can go over to our website, wheelhouse.com and sign up. And we're giving you 50% off your first two months of Wheelhouse. There's a field to input a code when you sign up. And if you put the code STR Hub, all one word, that will lock in your discount. That way you're going to realize your revenue quickly and see what Wheelhouse can do for you and you save a little money while you're at it.
1: Yeah, that's great. And so again, usewheelhouse.com is where you can go. And Oliver, where can people connect with you?
0: Absolutely. LinkedIn. (laughs) Hey, Oliver Heaney. I think I even have in my tagline a prompt to add me if you're in the industry. So someday I hope to be the most connected STR person on LinkedIn, and you can help me get there.
1: I love that. I love that. That's great. So we are going to thank all of you who've listened here. To the podcast portion of the show and Oliver and I are going to continue the conversation and as I mentioned he is going to actually take me and all all of you who have find us over on YouTube or over at STR Hub he's going to take us all into Wheelhouse and kind of give us a little micro tour of Wheelhouse but thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Short Term Rental Solutions and be sure to join us next time Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you could spare a moment, please leave the show a quick review. Your review helps us help more hosts and property managers like yourself. By the way, if you're a realtor, lender, bookkeeper, accountant, interior designer, or other professional who specializes in serving the short-term rental industry, We need to get you listed on STR Hub and start spreading the word about your services. So reach out to me via email, christiane at strhub.com. Thanks again for listening and be sure to join me next time to catch my latest conversation with the innovators designing the solutions that are shaping our industry.